You're listening to a Cool Truth Podcast production. And now, introducing the champion, podcasting out of the red corner. This man is a mixed martial artist. He stands five feet eight inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds, fighting out of cool down Connecticut, presenting the host of Cool Down with AC and the reigning, defending, podcasting heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony AC. Retro Mania Wrestling Podcast Network is where you're listening. What is up, everybody? And I'm back sooner than expected. I was at the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor 2022 show last night, Lowell, Massachusetts. Uh, And I have a lot of thoughts, and there's so much to get into this week on Cool Truth. I talked to the boys, I talked to the Professor Whitehouse, and uh, they agreed. It was time for me to just do a cool down with AC, do a co-show, break down the pay-per-view, break down uh, from somebody that was in the building, and that way we could get into all the other stuff we need to get into later this week on Cool Truth. So you get a cool down with AC out of the blue. And this may be a little format for us where uh, each of us could do our own shows and then we could do the, uh, you know, the wrestling roundtables, the uh, the co-shows uh, together uh, in addition to that. And uh, as always, it's great to be here on the Retromania Wrestling Podcast Network. Shout out Colby. Shout out my boy Diamond Dave Rosenbooth. What up, my dude? Um, and yeah, it's great to be back talking some wrestling. Uh, it was great to be back at a live show. It's been a while for me. Um, and overall, I'll say I had a lot of fun and the show was really good, which is going to make this podcast very confusing because I'm very confused. I don't know how to feel about this show. I don't know how to feel about Ring of Honor. Um, I almost want to call it Con of Honor. K-O-H. Because it's not Ring of Honor. And to be fair for a second, I'm old school. Uh, Coney Island, Philadelphia, South Philly, 2300 Arena, Manhattan, Lowell Memorial Auditorium, which this show wasn't at. It was at the, uh, uh, shit, I don't even remember the name of the damn arena. It was at the uh, hockey arena for uh, the UMass Lowell team. Which is probably the nicest arena Ring of Honor's ever ran, without New Japan being involved. Uh, we, I, you know, we did comment on that going in. Which obviously this is a totally different deal. Oh man, where to start? Ah, uh, should I rip in the con right away, or should I just get to the good stuff? I don't even know where to go. Um, I'll say this before I get into the sh- before I get into the. Uh, intricacies of you know what we were watching live in Lowell Massachusetts if you're gonna run a show and I don't care that it was thrown together late or however you wanna uh, say about it 
Um, you know, AEW's in bed with Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, they have AEW Shop. They have merch up the ass. We have to watch John Moxley wearing, you know, championship T-shirts right when he wins the title. Uh, everybody's got a goddamn shirt the second they sign with the company. And we walk in the arena, and my boy Jigsaw, shout out Jigsaw Jiggy, Jim McDermott, my wrestling road dog, who we go to, I always go to these shows with. We walk in, and there's a merch stand. The most pitiful, pitiful, and I hope Tony Khan's listening to one of his minions, pitiful merch stand I've ever seen in my life. There was five t-shirts, maybe four. Uh, the R, the old school ROH logo, which I love. I get it. I love it. Uh, they also had a hat with that logo. Okay, great. They had a... Man, maybe it was three t-shirts. I mean, it just gets worse as you think back about it. Uh, they had a Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor event shirt. Okay. And they had a uh, Briscoes versus FTR uh, match two shirt. All right. And all that sounds great, doesn't it? That's all they had. Have any of you been in the Ring of Honor shows? DVDs, hats, merchandise, T-shirts, up the ass. And, and, and then, and then, and this makes it even worse because I hated the fact that this happened. But Jigsaw goes up and tries he tries to buy a shirt. They don't even have sizes. They have, like, smalls and 3XLs. Like, would you bring 10 of each? Like, what the fuck kind of operation are you running here? You don't have merch sales. Yeah, dude, Ring of Honor shows, there's tables of DVDs. Have you been there? Oh, brutal. And then, and then, I, I, ha I, I have to bring this up because right before I went on the air, right before I got on the air tonight, I saw this, this email that I got yesterday. Ring of Honor, ROH. This, this is an email before the show happened yesterday. With a Death Before Dishonor 22 DBD promo code, 20% off merchandise. This sounds great, doesn't it? Death Before Dishonor poster, Death Before Dishonor t-shirt, Super Card of Honor DVD, them boys, the Briscoes t-shirt, Micro Baller Samoa Joe, available for two weeks only, Samoa Joe t-shirt, Mercedes Martinez t-shirt, FTR, Ring of Honor exclusive t-shirt, the, the technical beast, Josh Woods, his own t-shirt, it's on the website, look at this, Jonathan Gresham, he's got his, the foundation, his own t-shirt, Wheeler fucking Yuta has a t-shirt on this website. Tully Blanchard Enterprises, we're going to get into that. And then we have an ROH hoodie, an ROH t-shirt, ROH stickers, ROH hats. This is amazing. Why wasn't it at the show? If you're going to sell this merch online, couldn't you sold it at the show? And whatever you don't sell, sell it online? Oh, come on, TK. TK. I'm going to get in your ass tonight, I was, and not the way you like. <laughs> but, man, this merch was atrocious. Three T-shirts and a hat, and you don't even have sizes? Come on, my guy. Uh, terrible. All right, all right, all right. So we get into the arena here. Um, and I'll tell you, like, this is a nice arena. I Again, for Ring of Honor. Uh, a lot of tickets sold. Uh, it wasn't sold out. If they tell you it's sold out, they're full of shit. Um, but having said that, it wasn't like there was huge pockets of empty seats. Um, so they had a big staging area, you know, the big backdrop, the whole thing. And then they had uh, the side of the arena with the hard cam. And then obviously the side that the hard cam faces, which was more full. Uh, the floor was packed. Uh, I would say the floor seats were probably sold out. Um, the side of the arena that the hard cam faced was, if it wasn't sold out, was pretty close, even the boxes. Uh, and then as you went off to the, the back side and the side where the hard cam was, 
there was a lot of people, but it, it was sporadic. And they also had a huge section that was blacked off. But <clears throat> for a Ring of Honor show, I mean, I don't know how to speculate. 3,000, 4,000 tickets, <clears throat> which is very good. I mean, come on. We've all been to Ring of Honor shows. That's a lot of seats. And listen, I've sat in the 10th row in Philly at 2,300. So sitting in the 5th row of this show where I couldn't see shit. I got to tell you, though, I don't know if this ring was low or the way they set everything up. But sitting on the floor, you could not see anything. Anything. And this is a college hockey arena. Um, so they have the you know the big monstrosity in the middle like all these arenas have now. And w- lo and behold, what do we have? This is a brownie point for TK. We have video footage. We can watch what's going on. So if they're on the floor or if they're on the mat and you can't see it, you can look up and see what's going on. That's a kudos. We don't usually, we don't normally get that at Ring of Honor. So um, I like that. Um, I'm glad to have it. We get there. Uh, we missed. We missed the first uh, pre-show match. Um, we missed the first pre-show match, which was uh, Cole Cabana and Anthony Henry. I love Anthony Henry. I'm not upset. I miss Cole Cabana. I can't stand Cole Cabana. Uh, we missed that. And I'm going to go to the pre-show here real quick. And then we'll get into a couple other things. Uh, Shinobi Shadow Squad. Uh, Cheeseburger. And Eli Awesome. Awesome. I don't even know how to pronounce it. You know what I'm talking about. Versus the Truth Busters. Uh, Ari Davari and Slim Jr. I, I, was, I was kind of impressed with the Truth Busters. They get the W. Um, listen, I know Cheeseburger's over. He was over on this show. He's been over at every goddamn Ring of Honor show I've ever been to, so I get it. But uh, I don't get it at the same time. But it was good to see Truth Busters win. Then we get a six-man tag. But prior to this, we get Prince Nana on the screen. And it brought me back to a couple uh, years ago. Uh, Jigsaw and I were in Lowell. At the Lowell Memorial Auditorium, where we normally get Ring of Honor, which is kind of like, just feels more like Ring of Honor. We'll get into it. But anyway, we were there, and uh, it was the TV taping after Cody beat Daniels for the title. So the night before was the pay-per-view. Cody beats Daniels for the title. We're at the TV taping the next day. And they have, they listen, Ring of Honor back then, we all know, there's always a technical difficulty. They lose sound. They lose audio. They lose video. You, you know, come on. You've been there. We know. If you're listening and you've been there, you know. And uh, they had this issue, whatever the hell it was. I can't even remember, to be honest with you. I was actually down in the bathroom. And if you've ever been to the old low Memorial Auditorium, you're, uh, you go down like three flights of stairs. And you're, I, I don't even, you're probably like 10 feet. 10,000 feet under the ground. I don't even know where the fuck you are. And you're in the bathroom. It's like the bowels. And and it's like the, the places, it's, you have to be there to know. So you could be down there in the bowels and like by yourself. If you, if you ever saw, I'm going to age myself huge by bringing up this movie, but I'm going to do it anyway. If you ever watch The Hero and the Terror, and I don't know, if you've seen the movie, you would know. But there's there's a a bunch of scenes in like a um i don't want to call it the auditorium it's more of like a you know uh performance venue and they they actually go upstairs but you know they all you know you kind of think like the hair the terror is going to grab all these women in this bathroom and the whole thing if you were ever in the low memorial auditorium and you saw that movie and you go downstairs like, you're thinking, like, the, the terror is going to come out of the wall and just grab you up and take you. Yeah, Like, seriously, if you saw the movie and you've been to the arena, you know what I'm talking about. There may be zero of you listening to this that know what I'm talking about, but at least I know. Anyway, it's, it's a great story if you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I'm down there in the bathroom and I come up and I hear Prince Nana on the fucking microphone. He must have talked for 45 minutes to get us through this technical issue that they were having during the TV taping for Ring of Honor back then. 
So anyway, I was having flashbacks because here I am back at a Ring of Honor show after all this COVID bullshit, after all this other nonsense, after Ring of Honor closing down, Tony Khan buying it, here we go, we're back in low, we're at a different arena, we're at a Ring of Honor show, and what do I get as soon as I walk through the door? Prince fucking Nana. And what is Prince Nana doing? He's buying Tolly Blanchard's stable. I need an explanation of this. We won't get it, because I know Khan. We will not get an explanation of why this happened. We won't even know why... We won't even know why Tully was there, wasn't there. We may never see Tully again. We may see Tully again on Rampage. Who the hell knows? But we'll never get an explanation for why this happened. But we get Nana because what's happening? Tully's group is coming out for the six-man tag, the embassy. We get Brian Cage on the pre-show in a six-man match. And I'm going to get into this as we go throughout the show. Trust me, I'm going to tie this all together. There's a lot of little things that I want to get into and kind of plick and pluck and 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 listen. At one minute you're probably gonna listen to me and you're gonna be like, man, he loved the show. And then you're gonna listen to me, you're gonna be like, why is he fucking killing it? And then you're gonna be like, damn, he hated it. And to be honest with you, I went through all these emotions while watching this show. And I could I could tell you, uh, White House and and Edwards may, maybe could tell through the text, even DJ Stames. Um, I could always bring Jigsaw on. He could break it. He was there, too. He could break it down for you as well. It I, it almost depends what kind of lens you want to view this pay-per-view through. This could be the best pay-per-view of the world of the year. This could be the worst pay-per-view of the year. This could be a very good pay-per-view. This could not be a very good pay-per-view. And I have an idea of how I want to explain it, but I want to go through everything talk about it and then give you my honest opinion on how I would explain it at the very end. So we'll get there. Anyway, here we go. Brian Cage <laughs> and a six-man match on the pre-show. I mean, come on. Uh, the Gates of Agony, Khan and uh, Toa Leona and they, they took on Alex Zane, Blake Christian, who I love. Blake Christian, if you've been watching GCW, you know who Blake Christian is. Had a great match with Leo Rush when they were at uh, uh, Hammerstein. Uh, Tony Deppin, the great Tony Deppin from Pennsylvania. Shout out Edwards and Stames. I know Stames loves himself some Tony Deppin. This six-man match. And then... <laughs> This guy, Alex Zane, who I got to admit, if I've seen him before, I didn't recall. He must have been local because he was over as fuck. And I'm like, there's no way this midget, <laughs> this crackhead-looking dude, I'm sorry, just what I was thinking watching this, is over unless he's not local. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, this was... I didn't, uh, like I said, I didn't see the first pre-show match. I saw the other three. This was the best of the three. Um, uh, you know, five out of these six guys, I would, if I'm Tony Khan and I want to build Ring of Honor as a separate entity, again, do we know that's what it is? We'll get there. Uh, I would keep five out of these six guys. Um and the, the the Alex Zane guy, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I could take him or leave him. But I would, if I, I, I definitely see something with uh, Blake Christian. Um, I mean, obviously, Brian Cage, uh, Gates of Agony. I, I see something with these guys. And, and listen, even Deppin. Uh, I think there's a place for Deppin. Um, if you do this Ring of Honor thing the right way, and this is going to be a constant theme as we go out this pay-per-view. Allison Kay and Willow Nightingale. Dude, I got to be honest, guys. I'm, I don't care. Uh, I am so over women's wrestling, it's not even funny. And I'm not saying this to be an asshole. And I'm not saying this to be a sexist, misogynistic jerk-off, which I probably am going to sound like. I do not give a fuck about women's wrestling, so I'm going to move on. I really don't. There's very, there's like a couple matches, a couple women's wrestlers I could talk about. I can't talk about this match. I, I couldn't even pay attention to it. I was in the building. I, 
I just can't. I, I can't do it. I don't know what it. I do know what it is, and I, I can't say it. <laughs> you know. You listen. You guys listen. You already know. All right. Let's move on. Uh, we got uh, this. Now we get into the pay per view. So to set this up, before they went live on pay per view, there was a few minutes between this early this uh, pre show hour. Um, the power hour or whatever the hell they were calling it before they went live on pay-per-view and they're playing up the matches and the whole thing and we get it and you know I'm looking around and I'm like it's the Ring of Honor backdrop I like the old school ROH logo this just does not feel like Ring of Honor it started then and it didn't feel like it really didn't I'm just trying to be fair I'm just trying to be fair. Another observation, aside from the merch. The majority of the people in there were not wearing Ring of Honor t-shirts. You you saw a fair amount of Bullet Club shirts. And I'll tell you right now, if you're wearing a Bullet Club shirt, it didn't come from a Tony Khan promotion, right? And those are probably the old school ROH fans that were cheering for Jay Lethal, that were cheering for the Briscoes, that were cheering for Jonathan Gresham. We'll get there. We'll get there. This is a very strange crowd. We got to talk about it. And listen to the guy behind me explaining to his friend everything that's going on in pro wrestling right now. Well, you know, Jericho Appreciation Society, and you got the you got the you know, the, the Blackpool Combat Club, and AEW they do crazy shit. Oh, did you hear? Roman Reigns has every title in AEW, dude. I, I, you think I'm kidding? I'm not. At a Ring of Honor show. If I hear that at Monday Night Raw, <laughs> that, <laughs> duh, we get it. At a fucking Ring of Honor show, Ring of Honor, I'll say it again, 2300 Arena, Coney Island, Manhattan, Low Memorial Auditorium, Ring of Honor, shit, White House in Baltimore, shit, that was that 2300 with... With Edwards and Stames. Ooh, this is what's going on in pro wrestling. <laughs> they use barbed wire. Listen, there were people with masks on. If that guy had a mask on, it wouldn't shock me. That's all I'm going to say. I couldn't turn around because I didn't want to know. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. So anyway... So they're previewing, they're showing all these matches. I literally thought I was, <laughs> I'm rambling like fuck and I don't care because I'm just having a good time right now. I'm 20 minutes in, give or take, and I thought I was going to get this done in 45. Just an hour and a half, easy. I, I got a lot I got a lot to get into. Maybe an hour. Maybe we could get it done in an hour, but I got a lot to get into. All right, so we're, so we're sitting there and they're showing the matches, they're showing this whole thing. And they go into this uh, legit, not going to lie. And none of you who watch AEW be surprised. Awesome vignette of Gresham and uh, Claudio Castanoli. And the whole idea here is Gresham is like this, the champion that shouldn't have been. The, you know, this last Ring of Honor champion, uh, you know, coming into now. Um... He was the pure guy who won the title. He's too small. He's this. He's that. Great story. Agree with it. And then you got Claudio Castanoli. And this whole idea was he can never win the big one of Ring of Honor. He can, he you know, in tag team titles, he had his chances. Couldn't do it against Nigel McGinnis. This whole thing. And... If I if this vignette was played before and I missed it, I apologize because this was the first time I saw it and it was great. But I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, that's really cool. But why am I just seeing it now? And why the fuck should I care? And I'll tell you what, we did the show the other night and we all picked Claudio Castanoli for every reason why he won. Every reason why he won. 
But sitting there, watching it, seeing Gresham come out and listening to that crowd, which as soon as Castanoli was announced, hearing the pop, and then watching Gresham get booed out of the building, I knew this was not a Ring of Honor crowd. This was an AEW crowd at a show that was called Ring of Honor. Stay with me. Me sitting there, if I had to tell you before I got to that show, if you said to me, AC, Daddy Cool, who are you going to root for? I probably, I take that back, I definitely would have told you Claudio Castanoli. I would have said, I love the guy, I loved him in WWE, old school Ring of Honor, all the reasons why you think you should have rooted for Claudio Castanoli, sitting there seeing what was going on, realizing I was at an AEW show that was called Ring of Honor, watching Jonathan Gresham get booed. And if you've been to Ring of Honor shows, you know what I'm talking about. You can like both guys at a Ring of Honor show. Both these guys, both these guys, that is Ring of Honor. There was a v, there was like a venom for Gresham that I didn't like that immediately made me root for Jonathan Gresham. He didn't come out with the octopus thingy on his face. If he did, I missed it. Jigsaw confirmed he didn't see it either. So I it, just to be clear, I'm doing this show off of live show memory only. I am going to go back and watch the pay-per-view, but I wanted to do this show off live show memory only. So if I come up with something that might be a little accurate, inaccurate, I was on the floor for most of the show. And when they came down the stairs and they were on the other side of the ring, I could not see them at all. So take that into account. I started rooting for Gresham. We had a couple other, you could tell they were Ring of Honor fans. They knew who Blake Christian was. They knew who different guys were. You could tell they were kind of like, they knew about GCW. Just the difference. There is a difference. There might be a misconception that, like, the hardcore indie Ring of Honor fan is the AEW fan. I still think there's a place for the hardcore indie Ring of Honor fan that's not overly the AEW fan. And then there's the WWE fan. I don't think it's just WWE, AEW, Indies, blah, 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 blah. I think it's a, it's WWE, AEW, Indies, blah, 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 who might cross over. But there's definitely a place for... I feel like where I'm at as a fan right now. We'll get there. So I rooted for Gresham. Jigsaw's saying to me, Gresham looks pissed. The minute he walked out. This was a good match. Not a great match. I hate... I don't care what anybody says. I will argue it till the cows come home. I don't even care if it didn't go last and it went as the co-main event. There's no fucking way the ROH Championship. I don't care what you think about other wrestling shows. I don't give a flying fuck what Tony Khan does on AEW. I don't care. The Ring of Honor title should not be defended opening a show. That's the first point that this is not Ring of Honor. This is Khan of Honor. That's my theme. I will get, I'm going to, listen, this is going to go on the whole show. Get ready. Con of Honor. Ring of Honor title match to open the show. And I had friends text me, Edwards is one, and we're going we're gonna to be on later in this week. And he, hey, listen, everybody's going to have their own opinion, own position. I get it. And I'm not even against FTR and the Briscoes going last. I, I'm not. 
I'm against this match going first. I'm against... <laughs> the disrespect. I'm, I'm putting it out there. The disrespect to the ROH title. In that vignette, Ian Riccoboni made it a point to say... Now, you could disagree or agree with this, but this is the idea behind the Ring of Honor title. And if you are a Ring of Honor fan, you totally get this. White House, you're with me. I know you are, brother. If you're the Ring of Honor champion, you are the best, stick with me, the best wrestler in the world. You could disagree with that, but that's the idea. That's what this title has been sold on forever if you're going to stick with that and you're going to do a v vignette that promotes that and then you open the fucking show with it and listen I'm just being inconsistent too I've crushed Tony Khan for diminishing the AEW title how many times and then he opens the Ring of Honor show with the Ring of Honor title on the line a couple other points the Ring of Honor title is being is being defended. No Todd refereeing in the match. After after Castanoli wins the match, no Kerry Silkin presenting the title. What did we have? We had William Regal on commentary. Didn't hear it yet, but I know he was there. William Regal raising Castanoli's hand with the title. Is that not fucking AEW? Then, then, to top it all off, we get the Young Buck blast of confetti. The blast of confetti. This is Ring of Honor. Where are the streamers? Where the fuck are the streamers? I'm not talking about the AEW put a little machine out there that shoots the streamers in the air. I'm talking about the fans with real streamers throwing the fucking streamers at the guys they like. This is Ring of Honor. It's not supposed to be AEW. Fucking confetti. No Kerry Silken. No Todd referee in the match. Opening the show. Forget the fact that Gresham lost. We all knew he was going to lose. You can't... I mean, listen. The problem is, like we said on the show the other night, this is still AEW Ring of Honor. It's like a... It's Con of Honor. It's Con of Honor. Castanoli can't lose. But can we at least honor the Ring of Honor title? Can we honor something about Ring of Honor? Could it, could it have not been the co-main event? Could Todd not have refed it? Could could we found a way to get Todd to ref it? Maybe he doesn't want to work for them. Maybe I'm maybe Tom did want to hire him, but I didn't see him. It was glaring. No silken. No presentation of the title. I got William Regal. No knocking William Regal. I don't give a fuck about William Regal and Ring of Honor. I don't care. I don't even know if I care about Castanoli in Ring of Honor. Castanoli was in Ring of Honor and my daughter was still drinking out of fucking bottles. It let off the show. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. And I hated the way the crowd was reacting so much. I was rooting for Gresham. And then the confetti. Ugh. Put me over the top. I hate the confetti. <laughs> I mean, the fucking confetti to top it off. Oh, so we're saving it with the confetti. You could have done the confetti. was If they made that the cold main and they gave it the attention it deserved, gave it 10 more minutes, maybe had Todd if you could get him, Maybe had Kerry Silken uh, present the title. Could I live with it? Probably. I can't live with the way they did it.
I really can't. I hated it. I hated it. And here we go. We have Claudio Castagnoli, who's an AEW superstar, who's part of the Blackpool Combat Club, who has a Ring of Honor title, and who's going to be running around Ring of Honor, who's going to be running around AEW with his Ring of Honor title. Ring of Honor is not a real company anymore. It's Con of Honor. Stick with me. All right, from there we get the uh, RH World Six Men Title Matches, or Title Matches, <laughs> the Title Match, um, the Righteous, uh, Bateman, Dutch, and Vincent. Who listen? We we talked about in the other show. Uh, I've loved Vincent forever. I love the Righteous. I think Vincent and the Righteous is the greatest gimmick in the history of Ring of Honor. Um, I think it was. A lot of things that we wanted from Ring of Honor that we never got, that we started to get, that may never really come to fruition, which sucks. I hope they do it somewhere else because I don't know that they're going to be able to do it properly in Con of Honor. Uh, versus Dalton Castle and the boys. You had the classic Dalton Castle entr entrance with the boys. Um, you had an entertaining match. Um, as good as Vinny was... And as good as Dalton Castle was, I thought there were spots in this match where Dutch actually stole the show. Uh, for a big guy, he moves extremely well. Uh, he could wrestle anywhere for anybody um, if you used them right. That team could wrestle anywhere from every, anybody if you used them right. Um, they're very good. Uh, Veda Von Scott on the outside. She had a move in the match. Um... And then, as I mean, again, when I when I picked the righteous, I said I was picking with my heart, not my head. And we get Dalton Castle and the boys uh, getting the win. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to see um, Dalton Castle on AEW and on Con of Honor for many shows to come. I think he's the type of guy that Con wants. I think he's the type of guy that Con likes. Joe Coff loves him. I'm sure he, he sold con on him, as Jigsaw said. Uh, and listen, I don't hate Dalton Castle. I'm a little, like, just blah on him. I think as I've seen him for so long, this the whole Peacock gimmick started in, um, in the Indies a long time ago. Uh, NEW Arena, Northeast Wrestling, we've seen it for so long. I know there's other, and, and if you're not a Ring of Honor fan and you're just picking up on Don Castle, you might think it's great. And I and I kind of think he probably could play that up on Ring of Honor or on <laughs> Ring of Honor on the uh, AEW TV or Con of Honor TV, uh, and probably do pretty well with it. And I get it. Uh, I I just wish that there was room, and I hope there is for the Righteous as well, because I think if there's not, they're really missing the boat. I really do. Uh, but you get the win here from. Uh, you get the win here from uh, Dolan Castle and the boys. ROH pure title match. I'll say this. This was not a pure title match. Uh, they had the... Uh, Josh Woods was out there and a couple other Ring of Honor former pure title guys as judges. You will or you don't, Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia to cut a promo before the match saying that he's going to win the title and he's going to bring it back to AEW and he's going to smash it into a billion pieces in front of all his Jericho Appreciation Society guys. And I'm just like, although, and I even said it on the pre-show, I thought it would be a good match. I'm just like, why are they wrestling for the pure title? How you know? Okay, if you really wanted to do a pure title match, why not do a rematch with Josh Woods? Why not bring in Brian Cage for this match? Why not bring in Flip Gordon? Why not bring in uh, shit? Think, pick a fucking guy uh, that could done a pure title match. Instead, this is Con of Honor, AEW versus AEW on a show that's called Ring of Honor with a Blackpool Combat Club guy. Versus a Jericho Appreciation Society guy. And what I'm going to tell you is the match was awesome. I thought it was great. I didn't think it was a pure title match. There was only one rope break. Um, they wrestled a very technical match. 
that was very good, and they beat the fuck out of each other. And I don't even like Wheeler Yuta, and I actually do like Garcia. I differ from White House on that. Uh, but they beat the piss out of each other. This match was great. I, this was my second favorite match on the show. Uh, I'm looking forward to rewatching it on on the TV portion to kind of see more. This was the only match that didn't make it up on the screen on top. So I had a very hard time seeing a lot of the stuff they did outside the ring and on the mat, which drove me crazy because a lot of this match was wrestled there. Uh, the crowd was into it. It was very good. Again, it's a Con of Honor match. It's an AEW match. It's not a pure title match. It's not a Ring of Honor match. Uh, it, it, it continues the battle between the uh, Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciate Society, and I get all that. It's just not a Ring of Honor and a pure title match. But again, it's a very entertaining, great match, so I had a good time watching it. So I don't want to crush it at all, but it's still Con of Honor, which is where we're going with this theme here. But where, where we're also going with this theme was this was a very fun, very good pay-per-view. So I can't kill it all the way. As a Ring of Honor fan, I hate everything that happened. As a wrestling fan, I enjoyed the fuck out of everything. And I loved this match. It was my second favorite match. It really was. It really was. And I and I loved Garcia not adhering to the Code of Honor. I loved Garcia flipping off the fans in the Ring of Honor uh, you know, vignette in the back uh, on his way out. I loved all of it because that's what he should do. So I thought that all was great. I really did. But at the same time, it's kind of honor. So here we are. Mass confusion. Maybe we should call that. A maybe that should be the promotion. AEW mass confusion. Anyway, uh, going on from there, this is a match we... Uh, this, this was a match um, that, wasn't, that we didn't talk about in the pre-show that wasn't on... Uh, the card when I looked it up. Um, Arturo Blanco. Roosh! Versus brother Dragon Lee. And uh, Jigsaw thought this would be the best match on the show. He enjoyed it as the best match on the show. I don't totally agree. But it was still... It, it was actually better than I thought it would be. Um, I am not the biggest fan of Roosh. Because I feel like Roosh doesn't sell a lot and dominates all his matches. And they're in the middle of this match. I actually texted Edwards and, and White House, and I was like, "No, sell Roosh. Here we go." And within five seconds of me sending that text, all of a sudden Roosh starts selling for, for Dragon Lee. But this was a very good match. Uh, very entertaining. Um, you know, some crazy spots. I get it. Uh, a lot of fallsies. Um, the chemistry's there. Entertainment. Uh, when you're at a live show and you want match, I, I actually thought it was a very I because I liked the Wheeler Yuta Daniel Garcia match a lot. I thought it was a very tough spot to follow, and I thought that Roosh and Dragon Lee did a great job of just keeping the crowd into it and uh, making it a lot of fun. Um, this is not I would call this like new school Ring of Honor. This is. Uh, early before pandemic during pandemic type ring of honor uh with roosh and dragon lee um dragon lee being probably there a little longer i know roosh had a long ring of honor title one that i wouldn't call very good not his fault it was where ring of honor was at the time but roosh has wrestled on aew and we'll talk about something with Roosh later on in the show that has to do with AEW. So here we go again. But the match was very good, very entertaining. Um, if I was picking the best matches I saw tonight, I'd probably put this third or fourth. Um, because I think Joe and Lethal was very good also. And no nothing's going over the, the tag match for me. For me. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. We get a Roosh win. Uh, maybe it's because he fought his brother, Dragon Lee. He sold more. Uh, you had the crazy spot with the table, uh, which Jigsaw got a picture of. If you go on our, our Instagram, you can see it. Um, if you go on our Instagram, you could also see a corner spot where 
uh, Dragon Lee's doing like a, uh, it's almost like a flying coup de gras while uh, Rouge is still hanging out to the ropes. It's very cool. I got a good shot of that. So, very good match. Um, and uh, Rouge wins. So, there you have that. Um, RH women's title match. Mercedes Martinez versus the other professor, not White House, uh, Serena Deeb. Believe it or not, it wasn't White House. It's Serena Deeb. I'm kidding, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, the boys picked Serena Deeb. I picked Mercedes Martinez. Uh, hometown for me. Uh, I thought that she made a lot of sense for a Ring of Honor title to keep hanging on to it. Uh, better match than I thought. Um the last two or three minutes was very good for a women's match. And Mercedes Martinez wins. And let's see what happens with Count of Honor. The Count of Honor women's champion. Let's see what happens. All right, moving on from there, we get to uh, Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe. Uh, Sanjay Dutt and... Sadanam Singh uh, on lethal side. So this match opens with uh, Jay coming down and then uh, Joe comes down and actually gets uh, attacks Jay outside the ring. So they're doing a lot of work outside the ring. The bell, the bell never rings. So the match never starts. So Sadanam Singh comes out and helps lethal uh, attack Joe's arm, beat up Joe. Uh, gets to the point where the referee actually throws Singh out from ringside. And they finally get them both back in the ring. I mean, this went on for minutes. Uh, they finally get them both at, back in the ring. They get the bell rung. Lethal goes to work on the arm that they were attacking outside the ring on Joe. Um, and the match begins. This is another proof and I understand that Samoa Joe has Ring of Honor history and I'm not trying to take that away but at a Ring of Honor show you, you'd hear you know let's go Joe, let's go Lethal Samoa, you, you know what I'm, this was very pro Joe, very anti lethal which I thought Spelled more to an AEW, to a Con of Honor crowd than it did to a Ring of Honor crowd. I saw Jay Lethal as a heel wrestle AJ Styles in 2300 Arena. And you'd be hard-pressed to know who the heel or the babyface was on the crowd reaction. If you've been to Ring of Honor shows, you already know. That's just, it's the way it is. It's different. It's different. Would Joe be over at a Ring of Honor show? Yes. Would Joe be over fighting Lethal at a Ring of Honor show? Yes. Would Lethal be over at a Ring of Honor show fighting Joe? Yes. You follow what I'm saying here? Catch what I'm throwing down here? Let's Jay Lethal sucks chance all over the building. Does it scream Ring of Honor to me? But very good match. There was a great spot where Samoa Joe went for the muscle buster and Lethal got out of it and actually um, hit the lethal injection, which Joe ended up kicking out of. Uh, you did get... This was the only match... One one credit... I'll, another credit I'll give Khan on this show. This was the only match that had run-ins. Um, and you had the run-in from Sodom prior to the bell ring and the Sanjay Dutt run-in uh, run was later in the match and then you you had some great transitions on submissions here and Joe finally finishes Jay Lethal and retains Darwish or the KOH TV title as we are now in the Con of Honor era I don't know if it dawned on me prior to this match or after. Probably prior. 
because Jigsaw brought something up to me. I want to say it was right after Roosh won. He said, this is a great show with very exciting matches. That's awesome to watch. That's booked as a WWE house show. What did he mean by that? The babyface, the guy the crowd wants to win, went over in every single match to that point. And that's still true to this point in the show when Samoa Joe wins. You got a huge pop for every winner. The person the crowd was cheering has won every single damn match on this show now. So my wheels start spinning here. And I start thinking as maybe White House and Edwards are onto something. Maybe we are going to get the Briscoes going over here. And I was very interested to see what the crowd reaction to the Briscoes was. Because even Jigsaw said to me, he goes, if they fucking boo the Briscoes, we're leaving. <laughs> and I don't think he was he was serious too. And I and you know what? I, I would have had a big problem with it too. This is the fucking Briscoes. You know you know something? You wanna make a case for Samoa Joe and Claudio Castanoli for their history in Ring of Honor, you can. What fucking case are you making for FTR? And Ring of Honor. And I love FTR too. And I'm not saying this to knock FTR. I'm just making the point. This was a Con of Honor AEW crowd. All Elite of Honor show. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. And not a Ring of Honor show. Because I'll tell you something right now. In a real Ring of Honor show in Philly, in Baltimore, in Manhattan, on Coney Island. Hell, even in the Lowell Memorial Auditorium, which was 10 minutes away from where we were at this arena. I don't even think it would have been 50-50. I think you would have heard, them boys, man up. You didn't get any of them chants. You didn't get a them boys chant until the match was over. I don't even know if it. Ha I don't even know if that made air. By the way, it was hard to tell whether they, when, uh, when FTR cut the promo after the match. I don't know if it was on air or not. I'm interested to see whether it was or not. So we'll get there. I'm gonna go through the match here first. You could tell sitting in the arena. You could tell listening to different fans, who was the. Ring of Honor fans and who were the AEW fans that were now in love with Ring of Honor. It was very easy. Because I'll tell you something right now. All the Ring of Honor fans were ruined for Jay and Mark. The Briscoes. Now we all picked FTR to win. Or, or I take that back. I picked FTR to win. The, those guys picked the Briscoes to win, based on the fact you'd have a three, uh, a three, you know, a three peat, whatever you want to call it. And I, I was picking FTR to win because I thought this is, it was kind of honor before I knew it was kind of honor. He's not gonna have FTR lose this match. They're gonna go after the AEW titles, and FTR is gonna win all these belts, and they're not gonna lose to anybody. So he's damn sure not gonna put FTR. Down in a match against the Briscoes. And I hate the fact that I was fucking right about every goddamn word I said on that podcast. Because that's what happened. And the match was fantastic. And the two out of three falls was great. And as I'm watching this whole show and watching them put every baby face over, the whole time I knew FTR was going to win. And I'll tell you when I really knew FTR was going to win. When the Briscoes got the first fall, I said, son of a bitch. Because I felt like watching that show and watching that match, for the Briscoes to win, they were going to have to be put in danger. And by, and by put in danger, what I, meant, what, what I mean is FTR got the first fall. FTR won the last match. They got the first fall. They're the, they're the hottest team in all of wrestling. And here they are, and you're the Briscoes, and Time Warner doesn't want you, and all this other crap. And here you go. Now you got to kick FTR's ass and win the next two falls. 
and that would have told the best story you could ever told. And I th and honestly, I think it could have even turned some of that crowd to be on the back of the Briscoes if you had told that story. But what happens? What does Khan do? He does the most predictable, obvious, AEW, money mark, motherfucker sitting in his goddamn playroom that's the size of my house playing with his dolls and booking matches back then would have done and it's put FTR over and and I'll tell you the match was great watching it all I, I if you were to tell me that Jay Briscoe was going to go on a singles run right now I would love it I, I want to see another one not that I want to break up the Briscoes I don't but I really want to see Jay on a singles run again if you want to give me a five match series between him and Dax Harwood I will take it right now it was awesome they kicked the shit out of each other Mark and Cash could do a fucking five match series too and I pay every dime in my pocket to watch it it'd be amazing and the match was great and everything was great about it so you're asking yourself why am I bitching because it's not Ring of Honor, it's Con of Honor. If you were booking a Ring of Honor show the right way, the Briscoes would have won the goddamn titles. And they never would appear on AEW with them. That's the point. They would be the Ring of Honor champions fighting on Ring of Honor. But you don't have Ring of Honor anymore. The Ring of Honor as we know it is gone. This is a watered-down Tony Khan, Khan of Honor version of Ring of Honor. And it will never be anything different. I promise you. I promise you, no matter, I could do 50 shows a week. They could listen to every one of them. I could come up with 100 ideas. They will do none of them because this is who they are as company, as booker, as people, as wrestling people. And it's fine. There's entertainment value. And I don't hate all of it, and I'm not knocking all of it. I just, I don't know. Somewhere in this mind, in this, by, it, 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 I would, I, I don't even know. I haven't talked to him about it. White House being the Ring of Honor mark that he is, I would think that he'd agree with every goddamn word I said tonight. And you know what? Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. We haven't talked about it, so I'm, I'm interested to hear him listen. And then when we do the show this week, he will give you his thoughts as well. And so would Edwards. But being the fact that I was there, I wanted to do this show and give you guys my thoughts from a person who was there. And this is what we get from Tony Khan. We get Khan of Honor. Because we'll never get Ring of Honor again. You know what? You might say it's great. They were in the nicest arena they've ever been in. They had a couple thousand more fans than they might have had. They definitely had a couple thousand more fans than they would have had if it was at the Lowell Memorial Auditorium. But I'll tell you something right now. If we were standing in the Lowell Memorial Auditorium and the air conditioning didn't work and we were sweating our balls off and Jonathan Gresham retained his title in the co-main event and then the Briscoes went in and a classic and won the damn titles against FTR, boy you might have been on to something maybe you introduced some guys you didn't think were going to be there maybe you had some goddamn merch that told you you actually cared about what ring of honor is you could sell it online you can't show up to the fucking show with it This was probably the greatest worst show I've ever been at. I'm in a state of ring of confusion. Do I commit to wanting to see what Con of Honor can be? Or am I pissed off that we're never going to see Ring of Honor? the way it's meant to be again and I'll tell you something right now do, do, do us a favor and dump the pure title because they're never gonna they're never gonna wrestle pure matches the way they should be wrestled I'm interested in hearing the commentary I love I love Ian Riccoboni 
And let me throw a big bone out there to Bobby Cruz. Bobby Cruz is fantastic. He's the best goddamn ring announcer in all pro wrestling. If Cod was smart, he would dump Justin Roberts and put Bobby Cruz on AEW TV. Bobby Cruz is fantastic. No Todd Sinclair. No Kerry Silken. Shit, I don't even know what Nigel's doing now. Can we get a Nigel? Nope. We got Con of Honor, baby. And I'll tell you what. The promo that FTR brought Briscoe's in the ring so they could get their, their love from the fans. And I'm glad they got their love from the fans, but I'll tell you what. The 20% of us that were cheering the Briscoe's then were the only 20% cheering them the whole time. Big difference. And that's not a knock on FTR. And that's not me trying to dog FTR at all because FTR is fantastic. We've been over this many times on this show. But when I'm sitting there at a Ring of Honor show watching the Briscoes for the Ring of Honor titles trying to reestablish or save a company that's went under I can't root for FTR you want FTR to be the greatest tag team in the world I go ahead let them go to the world tag league in New Japan and whip everybody let them go down to Mexico and win you know hold on to the AAA titles till the fucking belts fall apart and let them come back to AEW and win those titles. and I'll love every second of it. This should have been the Briscoes night. The fact that it went last, even more so should have made it the Briscoes night. But instead, we got the Con of Honor. We got the All Elite Ring of Honor, whatever you want to call it. And I got the Ring of Confusion because as much as I want to love a lot of what I saw, I cannot get past all that other stuff. I just can't do it. I don't know if it's because I was in the building. I don't know if it's because I was looking for nostalgia Ring of Honor. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Will my thoughts change watching it live? I, You know, I don't want to pigeonhole myself and say yes or no, but my guess is no. Like, I don't think my thoughts will change. Because I, it was very obvious to me where we are in that company, being in that arena. I'll tell you this, though. That show was way fucking better than the goddamn Dynamite I went to in Bridgeport last time. And other than Danielson and Omega, just for entertainment value... I'd almost put it up there with with Grand Slam, which I was at with Jigsaw. But it did nothing to change my mind that I don't know what Con of Honor is or what it's going to be. And I don't know how soon we're going to get answers on that or if we ever will. And judging by the fact that there was no merch and everything else, could I see him just taking those titles and utilizing them on AEW TV and calling them Ring of Honor titles and then just bringing in Riccoboni for commentary and Bobby Cruz to announce the match? I could totally see that happening too, which would drive me fucking crazy. But I could totally see that happening. All right, so I did it in a little over an hour. Con of Honor. Ring of Confusion. I'm Daddy Cool AC. We'll be back later this week with White House, with Edwards. 
We're going to get their thoughts on the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. We're going to talk about the Vince McMahon retirement, which I don't even know where to go with that right now. Um, I am going to read off the match card for SummerSlam, and they will break it down. And we will also go over the Ric Flair uh, final match pay-per-view. And some other things going on that week, next weekend. As all of a sudden we have a million things to talk about in pro wrestling. Right here on Retromania Wrestling Podcast Network. Cool Truth Podcast Productions. I'm Daddy Cool AC. Cool down with AC. Happy to be with you. Kind of honor. Good night everybody. <laughs>